go long aren't you well i'm just waiting for takeoff to really kick yeah. in and for everything to the get thrusters into, the thrusters to get yeah. into hyperdrive yeah in so the millennium we, noggin of course we can blast out into utb land yeah. go into hyperspace now we do have our uh, resident sound engineer wookie on hand to make some sort of uh, very authentic wookie like uh, noise See oh, that? It's good. It's <laughs> really but we gave good. him a we we gave him forewarning with that one, didn't we? We didn't put him on the spot. We let him prep that one a little bit. You that did. came out well. Okay. Uh, now you are actually listening to the Under the Bar podcast. Yes. We're in the Millennium Noggin, mm. and mm. we're here to deliver another big episode Huge. of health, training, fitness, mindset, all, all of the above. And, and and look, Tom, we haven't thrown out the uh, disclaimer. Uh, we haven't done that for a while. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's just do. What is it along the lines of? Don't take anything we say as serious. We're not doctors. We're not as much as you are. Which Doctor Hewitt? And I'm Professor Dubious. Yeah, we're not actually legitimate doctors. If you didn't realise, so <laughs> if anything, uh, if you do listen to anything and you do it and you get sick, uh, you know you've been forewarned not to actually listen to anything we say. Now, Rawdon, really mm. big special guest on the program today, and a bit of yeah. a different one. It's exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a little. She's just a really really interesting um, character, and it's, I guess from a from a physique competition background it's quite relevant for a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners and um uh it was actually a shout out from uh from big cp so charles sent me a message and said oh you should get this girl on your program and so it's like okay hey tom we better get this girl on she sounds like uh she's quite an interesting cat so uh that's what we did yes yeah, so jenny laurent she's got three pro cards mm-hmm. hat trick of pro cards in the so, WNBF. Uh, so natural federation yeah. natural federation had a wonderful career in bodybuilding and these days she's moved more into i guess the personal coaching and entrepreneurial mm. space mm. you can look her up she's got an, an awesome or she's got a few websites actually yeah matrix success network.com yeah. and also jennylin.com she's written a lovely book called magnetic love and her story rawdon is a fascinating one she basically through the extremes that she went to mm. to win those pro cards mm. and the obviously the caloric deprivation and, and everything that comes along with it yeah i think um, it, it, it highlighted some uh, underlying issues for her yeah and, and she'll probably well she'll explain how a lot of those were emotional based but she developed the autoimmune disease hashimoto's was quite crippling for a period of time and mm. and she'll go through what actually went into her recovery from that disease and she yeah. experimented with lots of different diets she'll explain some of the uh the foods to really steer clear of from an autoimmune perspective yeah but the big shift for her was a more of an emotional one when she actually got past that barrier of feeling like yeah. she was fat yeah. two weeks after she'd done a comp. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in a, a, a texting battle with one of my competitors that uh, she just competed and she's, she's like, I'm not going to get fat. I said, you will get fat. Uh, it's post-comp. No, no, I'm not going to get fat. You will. I've said it multiple times. You're going to get fat. Yeah. Compared to where she is now. Yes. She was, you know, minus 500% on stage, you know, skin and bones on stage. Um, an anatomy chart, clearly anything from that to her is going to be perceived as getting fat. But 
it's just getting back to a healthy body fat level. So well, it's it's, it, it, it's probably even actually extremely lean for yeah, a normal she, person walking she, around. It's she would still be she would still be yeah stupidly lean. So it is it does and, and look we all we I mean you haven't we've done the photo shoots you know what it's like and mm. thereafter it's like so look down at the midsection it's like man I, I wish I. And all my, like without fail, I think guys, girls across the board, they're yep. all like, "Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep lean after the comp, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna maintain that, dude. You're not, you're not gonna maintain that level of body fat percent. Are you gonna keep? Okay, that that body composition that you're possessing at this point in time is induced by that 1500 caloric intake that you know 90 minute resistant training session and that two 60 minute cardio sessions cool if you want to maintain that body fat percentage then that's what you're going to continue and the exact same lifestyle that you're doing right now yeah can't change a thing yeah then you can maintain that body fat percentage how on earth is it going to be able are you going to be able to maintain anything that's close to that if you're not doing that uh, you haven't set up that environment. Remember, it's just an adaptation to what we've created. The the lifestyle that we've created, the body composition is uh, just influenced uh, by what, by the very uh, energy output and intake that we've created and we've prescribed. So as soon as you change that, the body composition is going to change. It's it's just foolish to to even okay stay in good shape, uh, whatever you deem good shape. But it, it's not in any way, shape, or form going to look like what you were for that five minutes of uh, glory on stage absolutely Rod, and that that's the a perfect breakdown of the rationale behind maintaining that body composition mm. and you can sit down and explain that to someone and they'll yeah. look you in the eye and say yep 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 i understand that but, but they they've got a little voice in the back of their head <laughs> and an emotional uh, and a physiological response in their body yeah. that argues with that and, yeah. and that's what but, she battled and it wasn't until she overcame that and accepted herself for who she is, yeah. off season and all. Yeah, I mean, it does sort of sound a bit sort of fairy, you know, like unicorny, fluffy type, uh, feel good uh, interview. But it's uh, it's a reality that that very few. Uh, comprehend and and as coaches I think we we it's well worth listening to arm ourselves with a skill set to actually deal with our athletes and clients that that do come out of that comp and it's always the post comp blues um, so having a, a strategic game plan to say well this is probably what you're going to feel and yeah you're going to do this and that but this is the way to look at it mm. and you spoke about the um, the psychology behind it you recently uh, did a, a really cool seminar you know uh, for our listeners you know Tommy Tommy and I as much as we see eye to eye and we, we both do similar things you're a little bit more in the the witch doctory side of things i'm a little bit more on the the, the lake burley griffin side of things but you know i in the same breath i'll also acknowledge the merit of a good headspace and a, a the a consequence of a negative headspace in a prep and mm. and i will say and i have said it many times before you know one of the the reasons james khan ifbb pro became a pro because his mindset was uh, unparalleled that i hadn't come across anyone else that that had such a mindset and lo and behold he got his pro status and, and he went on to do amazing things with his uh pro debut and then after that we can talk about that but um, there's definitely always a, a positive body composition change with a positive mindset so talk to me a little bit about that side of things and possibly what uh, what could be going on under What's the hood. What's going on? Yeah, so look, it's really interesting. And I guess we'll use some analogies that our audience can get their head around. So mm. we know that strength training, for instance, is essentially training the nervous system. And, yep. and let's say you're bench pressing three times a week to, to bring your bench up. You might yep. do the 
you know, a, a heavy day, a hypertrophy day, and a speed day. Yep. All that time spent locking the heels under the body, getting the mm-hmm. glutes on, mm-hmm. the thoracic extension, yep. bar speed, all that kind of stuff is actually building neural networks, neural pathways in your brain, yep. physical structures that help you execute that movement pattern really well. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens uh, with patterns of thought. So okay. if you have a specific and regular pattern of thought, okay. um, we might describe that as a state of mind. Uh, but the state of mind terminology could be taken literally in that you are actually developing physical neural networks, mm-hmm. nets of, of neurons in your brain that make those thought patterns more regular and more efficient. And every time you fire off that thought pattern, there'll be a concoction of neuropeptides and neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. that are produced. And if we use the example of, um, you know, feeling fat Mm post-comp and every time, you know, your body's driving you to eat that something and you eat it and you have an emotion of guilt Mm. behind eating that food. I know you've been in a situation where you've actually put a chocolate bar in your mouth and spat it back out again. Or tried to vomit in the toilet after I've eaten a... Yeah. yeah, a couple of magnums and various other things and then in run the up to the toilet. I didn't, but yeah, yeah I certainly but, tried to. But then you carry around that sense of guilt. Now, yeah, 100%. Say post-comp, you know, you've, you've sat down and explained that to your client, but yeah. yet they still feel guilt every time they eat food. They look at their body and they get up in the morning and the first thing they focus yep. on is that extra bit of fat around yeah, their umbilical yeah. and they focus on all the negatives. Yep. That soon will develop day after day after day for weeks mm. on end will develop a neural network in the brain yep. which will produce... Uh, neuropeptides and neurotransmitters mm-hmm. which will flow through the nervous system yep. will c- communicate through neurons and that yeah. feeling of that the, the negative sensation you might feel in the pit of your stomach yeah, yeah, yeah. is, yep, a, is legitimate physiological response to that thought pattern and of course that feeling in your stomach will the emotion triggers another thought in that cycle and all of mm. a sudden you've got a state of mind a neural network which is influencing actual physiology in the body and it's a cycle that feeds itself and that then will elevate stress hormones. Okay, so I was going to say, what are the ramifications, implications once we get into that vicious cycle of negativity? Like I, I will say, yeah, yeah, don't be negative because this will happen. Body comp will be tough. We won't put the muscle, won't recover. Body composition won't occur. But you're going to explain a little bit more under the hood. So what sort of hormones are, are we influencing when we have that negativity? Well, once once that stress response is triggered, yep. you've got the elevated cortisol. Yep, cortisol. Uh, and which, you know, we know is um, a mobilization hormone designed yep. to mobilize energy. So you'll have elevated uh, blood glucose, yep. elevated insulin levels. Yep. but Catabolic. Catabolic. And beyond that, Rawdon, and, and it will probably what was the case with our with Jenny when we talked to her is once you're living in the fight or flight and those stress hormones are chronically yep, elevated, yep, that's yep. when autoimmune diseases come into play because, you know, what are the systems of the body that you don't need when you're trying to escape a tiger? The immune system, system. the digestive system, reproductive, reproductive system, exactly. all of these systems are compromised and energy is preferentially mobilized and diverted to the arms and legs to get you out of threatening yeah. situations yeah. at the expense of, of life, of life mm. you know, and, and and it wasn't until, not until you break that cycle of thought or emotional belief yeah. to, to get the physiology back in alignment. So it's all, it's all connected and I'm sure as time goes on, we'll learn more and more about the mind-body connection. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and the funny thing is one day we might actually have a tiny, 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 tiny grasp on how to how to influence the, the, the mind. It, 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 I mean, it's such a, a, a complex uh, beast and, and science is forever, you know, discovering new things. But it sounds like uh, it makes perfect sense to me, you know. And, um, okay, 
So before we go into the interview, what sort of things, just to give our listener a little bit of a... Okay, they're in that, that I'm assuming... Because um, who was the guy that was presenting that you, that you went and saw? Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay, so what are the plans of attack without giving too much away yeah yeah. i mean look where the process starts is with an awareness yep. so having an understanding of what we've just described understanding the physiology your body's going through yeah. makes you aware builds okay. up enough awareness to say okay i need to start to tackle this yep. issue yep. and then i'd be starting with some basic mindfulness practices if the individual's open to some meditation okay i mean i really feel that you know taking yourself out of your body yeah. for a period of time each day and setting up a positive mindset and trying yeah. to maintain that despite your environment mm. as long as possible is is a, is a key and, key and, factor and 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 one of the things that we pride ourselves here on uh, under the bar is aside from talking you know nonsense is is actually uh, firsthand in the trenches type experience that meditation side of things is something that you've implemented with some significance over the last 12 months probably more yeah. so in the last six yeah uh, and it really comprehensively since this seminar and and you've already noted a different reality basically a different reality a different perspective on life i love getting up in the morning i look forward to getting out of bed and getting the headphones on and getting myself set up in my chair and and having that meditation it's one of the most it's one of the most invigorating and blissful parts of my day yeah absolutely fascinating aspect of of our world as coaches and and for our listeners you are actually delving a little more into uh just as a sidestep into this side of thing you're actually getting like i have guys and girls do skypes with me and it's if they start going down that route, it's like, eh, eh, hand up, mm, talk to the hand. Maybe uh, Tommy <laughs> might be a better option for that. But hey, if you want to know, know how to build muscle or uh, put a cool hypertrophy program, then I'm your guy. You're actually getting, which I find uh, awesome and, and long time coming, but you're actually getting quite a few coaches coming through. And and, and it's an element of of, uh, of what you're actually talking to these guys and girls about in, in their practices as, as coaches. And, mm. and um, it's something that I think you've also uh, confessed that you've you've integrated into what you're doing with with your own clientele and you're already seeing um some positive feedback 100 percent, mate you know look uh, if i think about the consults that i do do mm. there's the the obvious things you know you're looking at nutrition programming, and programming yeah. periodization yeah. but more and more stress management understanding yes. the physiology of stress yeah. and then implementing mindfulness strategies and how to put that into a, a program yeah. an overall lifestyle plan yeah. that a client can follow is something that more and more uh, my guys are talking about. In fact, a, a client of mine who's started a PT business was a client, changed his sessions to mentoring, yep. decided to do Cert 3, Cert 4, did a photo shoot, embraced all the meditative practices, embraced the whole lot, started the business. On the weekend, he actually had two clients out at the Superbodies, IMBA Superbodies. He mm. had uh, one mm. girl got fitness. Uh, first in fitness opens overall. Yeah. The other girl got second in physique opens overall. And that was old mate from out west. So. Uh, Mick Pritchard, who yeah. you've actually done some consult- yeah, consulting with as well. Yeah, I had a chat with him. And really you can cool look guy. him up. Michael Pritchard, Mind Performance Health. He's on Facebook and Instagram yeah. out there at Road Fitness in Western Sydney. Yeah. But it's an example of, and, and if you looked at what's happened in his life, yeah. there's all these synchronicities that have come along his journey, but yeah. it, it's been his all-encompassing embracing of principles and just going out not overthinking things applying mind body and soul yeah and i I thought that was uh it was 
again, it reiterates my point. Like, uh, I'll do consults with, with, with guys and it's, uh, they will say, wow, this is this is awesome. You know, this is the way to do it. I'll say, hey, hold on. No, it's not the way to do it. It is a way that I'll explain why I like to do it this way. And what you do, okay, well, we have similarities, but your programming is different. Your nutritional philosophies are different. But interestingly enough, what, and obviously, let's not take away from Michael. He obviously... Uh, had his own influence and oh, spin on it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we can't take full credit for that. But but it's just interesting. Your philosophy is in slightly different way to get that end result. Obviously, very effective. Yeah. So I just think it's uh, it's amazing that um, there's so many different ways to get to that end goal, and uh, and for that reason alone, we should always have open ears. And 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 like I always do is I I always learn from. You know, quite often, mate, when I have these consults, they'll talk about something. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Bad idea. I'm yeah. going to uh, integrate that. And I'll acknowledge it. You know, yeah. I'll say, yeah, that's cool, man. I'm going to use that. So, yeah, it's, it's, I just think it's um, refreshing to see that there's many different ways to get to that finish line, and they're, they're all quite effective. Yeah. So, we'll go to Jenny Laurent right now. She is actually available for consulting and all that kind yep. of stuff as well. We'll give some details of that at the end of the interview. But fascinating chat and an exciting story. Well, uh, Rawdon, if we were to sort of go back through the episodes back in time. of the podcast, there was yes. probably a couple of themes that you could pick out with our guests. Uh, yes. One, there's a high percentage of Canadians. Yes, like we've had French a, Canadians. We've had at least nine of them, I, th- yes. I think, at various times. But the other thing which I think runs through all of them yeah. is that they have these wonderful life stories and they've come through a path and, and fitness is usually um, a vehicle, vehicle. Yeah. and there's been some sort of, of transformation where they're making their, their passion their business yeah. and their, their passion is what they you know that's what their life revolves around and they're yeah. here to provide service for the rest of the world yeah, and uh, obviously they well, make they fell in love with it they fell in love with that and, and you know when that sort of synergistic thing goes on results are wonderful and then you end up on this podcast yeah look making you, you and I look good yeah, yeah. well when you finally <laughs> make it in life uh, you end up on the UTB podcast <laughs> that's correct Tom so um, our next guest yes our next guest as we mentioned at the top of the show Jenny Laurent no so, isn't it uh, French Canadian Laurent 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 <laughs> no um, Jenny Laurent has got a triple pro card in the WMBF yes. category, all natural. Yep. Moved up the categories to um, bodybuilding. Yeah. Ended up at so yeah. um, not not a, a small feat for a natural athlete. Yes. And it'd be great to pick her brains on her training, but just a, a wonderful life story and a, a very interesting business career as well. So it's um, I'm looking forward to this interview. Jenny, thank you for your time and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Rod. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. So for our, uh, our listeners, Jenny, that don't know uh, as much about you, could you give us a little an overview of, of how you got to where you are now and, that, yeah. and part of that, that fitness journey along the way? Yeah, sure. So um, I actually, you know, I started off young, just, you know, the tomboy type of a girl, the ugly duckling. And um, oh. I kind of always had this dream, you know, being a model. And, uh, you know, as I carried into my, you know, older years, went through high school, went through college. And then as I got out of that, I really started to get into the the actual gym, um, yeah. and some people were like, "Oh, you know, you do compete." I'm like, "Oh, what do you mean?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Cause I heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but never really been exposed to like you know the female part of competing." So I was like, "Oh, well, show me about it." And she's like, "Oh, yeah." She's like, "You know, there's different categories. She's like, you get the body for it." She's like, "You look like you're prepping." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So <laughs> I was like, "You know, maybe I should give this a shot." Cause I'm like, "Maybe I'll get into competing as a segue to get into modeling." You know, I figure if you go pro, you get you know a little bit more attention and yep. people will legitimize you. 
And so um, I began, you know, my first venture into it and I you know, went in with high hopes thinking, okay, you know, I, I look great. You know, people would be telling me I'm going to kill it, yeah. uh, go pro and like didn't please. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> no. I was like, wow. And that was the, that was the first, you know, jab. And I was just like, maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for this. So I just said, you know, what? I'm not going to do this to myself again. I'm just going to, you know, maintain myself, go, go do some photo shoots. And that's what I did. But unfortunately my body had other plans because I had just, you know, put it through hell for the past four months. Yeah. And I, you know, I started gaining weight. I was, you know, I just had this ravenous appetite. I was gaining weight and I was like, couldn't stop that train from rolling. And, uh, and then I was starting to get like crippling fatigue and just really feeling like crap. And I'm like, as a nurse, I knew something was wrong. I got checked out, you know, six months later, I got, you know, just a devastating diagnosis of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, oh. you know, which I had heard about, but it's basically your own body starts making antibodies to attack the thyroid gland. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's, an, it's an autoimmune attack, you know, it's inflammation and your, your body just really starts to go downhill. And so I just, I just said, you know what, I really got to, you know, I, so I just immersed myself in trying to figure out, you know, how do I get back to square one and just, you know, get back to at least a healthy, happy weight. Because obviously, you know, when you're, you get that lean and shredded, you you start gaining weight, you you just, you get stressed, you know, yeah. and it, it, mm. that doesn't help, that makes you more, you know, all those stress hormones create more weight and more stress, so yeah. it was kind of a downward spiral, but long story short, I took two years to really just rehabilitate my body and get back to a healthy weight, and I found that, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with eating certain foods, you know, going on a prep diet, I wasn't eating what I was normally eating, and my body wasn't reacting well to certain foods, it just kind of caused that attack, the autoimmune attack. But um, I, I'd been studying, you know, um, carb backloading procedures, ketogenic dieting. I found that that worked best for my body, okay. um, which, you know, a lot of a lot of diets out there. But that one seemed to really curb my appetite and just help me stabilize things. Um, plus, I learned a lot about it. I mean, I, with anything, you really got to educate yourself. So I just I'm always pouring over research. So that helped. And then I decided, you know what? I said, I really got my body back. I really want to hit the stage again because I, I don't want to give up on that goal of going pro. Mm. So um, my second show, I hit the stage again in uh, spring of 2014. And again, I did bikini and figure it didn't place. And I was like, all right, this is strike two. I said, I really don't think I'm cut <laughs> out for this. I just can't get Ba-bow. lean enough. And I'm like, if I can't do, but you know, and, but I always had like the hybrid body. Like I could do good in bikini because I have curves, but I could do great in figure because I have muscularity. But yep. it's like you, you're on the cusp of being too muscular for bikini or too mm. lean for that. You know, so I was like, all right. So I said, you know what? My coach wouldn't let me quit. He's like, you got to give it one more shot. So I said, all right. So I, I competed in the fall. I lost 10 pounds, really stepped my, up my game, practiced my posing, and I finally went pro. And it was like the best feeling. That was in figure. Figure, yep. And then, and then two weeks later, this was in October. So two weeks later in November, I competed as a pro, and I I won as a pro. And then I also won my physique pro card in the same show. And it, it's really, there's not much difference in the categories except posing, um, and just a little bit of uh, conditioning. Hmm. Um, so that was a, a pretty pretty amazing feeling. And then I went, uh, I did the world championships and got fourth. My so I did like three shows within you know three weeks of each other. So. Very that cool. was a pretty good, pretty good uh, momentum I built, and then I said, "All right, I'm going to compete," you know, in the following spring of 2015, and that was actually at the same show that I had done my second show and didn't place. This year, I came back as a pro and won it, so it was pretty cool. And that that was actually the same show again that I it was my um, that was the show I I did, and I actually won the bodybuilding pro card. So I did pro figure and and uh, amateur bodybuilding and won my third pro card. So it was like in within a six month period, it was just like boom, boom, boom. And it was just amazed me that I was like, yeah. wow, like that quick. And, uh, you know, these are these are pretty big shows, like the biggest show in the Northeast, the biggest show in the, the fall for the WMF and the World Championship. So um, 
so that's what I did. And then what I did is I took, you know, the following fall off, came back, you know, in 2016 in the spring, and I did my last three shows. Um, I did pretty well. I did, you know, pro figure, and I won a couple of them. Um, but again, my, I started to see, you know, my health start to really hint at me, you know, you better, you better cool it because um, it was just, it's very hard on the body, like prepping yeah, down for yeah. a show. It's you're just, your body doesn't want to be like that. No. And, uh, you know, it, it looks great. It feels great at times. Um, but it's, it's hard. It's not a look you can maintain. And so I, I just said, you know what? I want to have some balance in my life. And I, I think that being an off season figure girl is more like, like stage ready bikini. I'm like, I can, I can deal with that. That would, that's be, yeah. you know, a happy medium for me. Yeah, yeah. So I pretty yeah. much, I pretty much re- retired from the stage because I really wanted to pursue, you know, I really wanted to meet somebody and just really, you know, excel in my career and, and build financial freedom and just enjoy life because I felt it started to take over my life you know, going to the gym and I couldn't even really go on vacation. And I take things to the extreme. Like I eat, you know, super clean, super healthy. Um, and so, you know, this was, you know, summer of last year, I finally met, you know, the man of my dreams, Brian Dalmasso and just completely, you know, when you fall in love, a lot of things change, you know, they just bring out a whole different side of you. Um, and at the time, you know, so I, before I met him, I was just single, you know, my health started to take a nosedive again. I was working as a nurse and, uh, just leading up to this transformation as I met him, and I started my very first business. So I'm like, okay, this is really cool. And uh, that was in like renewable energy and travel. And then um, in December of last year, we had the great fortune of meeting Bob Proctor, who most people know of him through the movie The Secret. And uh, he's just one of the most influential global thought leaders of all time, very big into personal development. And uh, we, we had been following him. And that's why we connected so deeply is just because we're you know, very intellectually mature and you know, studied universal laws. And uh, when we met him, we you know we had the opportunity to join his company and teach and train his content as as coaches and consultants. So we took advantage of that. And you know, it was through through studying his content um, that I decided you know I really want to write a book and share our you know our story with the world on you know how we met and all the things I had done wrong leading up to that, so they don't have to struggle the way I did. Because uh, that's the one thing I really wanted most in life is is just to have someone to share all the beauty of it with. Yeah. And um, so it just brought me on this new journey, really getting me out of my comfort zone to, you know, start my second business as a co- as a coach, and then also, you know, write a book and 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 market that. And it was actually through doing all this. It was only in like just February of this year. It's so only a couple months ago. I actually kind of really uncovered some unhealed wounds that you know were were there from my past, and I realized, you know, that picking up this perfectionistic attitude towards myself because of bodybuilding and like you feel like you know being stage ready. You know, it's it's you have to be perfect. You know that conditioning has to be perfect. Your posing has to be perfect, and it does. Um, but you have to have balance, or else you'll fall into like you know these these mindsets that just have a vice grip on you. And and what it, what I realized is that that mindset of mine was really starting to sabotage my health to the point that my body really started to attack itself because I I didn't hate myself, but I didn't love myself, mm. and I was just so critical. And and that that self criticism really just undermined all of my efforts to be that image of that you know perfect healthy, desirable body to the point where, again, my own health started to deteriorate. So as soon as I realized, you know, that I was really kind of missing that self-love component, like being grateful for for what I have and all my body, what all my body does for me, um, I was able to kind of remove that vice and just liberate myself to the point where like I just did a full 180 and healed myself. And it really gave a new meaning to, you know, self-healing and and understanding that, you know, disease is is just the body's cry for help. And, you know, that's what symptoms are. And I, yes. I really just kind of, and again, as a nurse, like I've been studying oh, holistic nursing, naturopathic treatments, because um, I don't like to go the pharmaceutical route. Um, and it's just, you know, a lot of people in this industry, you know, they fall prey to body dysmorphia, 
and you know orthorexia which is you know obviously an obsession with with healthy eating or certain foods and also with body dysmorphia it's like for for women we always want to be smaller for men those want to be bigger and it's like nothing's ever good enough yeah. and mm. so you you have to really you know really understand you know your mindset because like again Arnold Schwarzenegger was a was a fan of these principles where you really can get lost in this and lose yourself and I felt for a while I did mm. um, but it just at least I think you you have to experience these things you know these growing pains and do things wrong so that you can appreciate when they're right and um, you know when I had finally like healed myself like I just went had these breakthroughs and even these quantum leaps in this personal development journey I just felt like you know massive waves of energy I was like I was like wow like when just a couple weeks ago I was like crippling fatigue you know and I just felt like I was gonna have to just resign to the fact that I had this condition and um, you know another thing about disease is that you know a lot of times when we own it and we think about it all the time and, and make excuses and say okay well I can't eat that because I have this you know we're just kind of perpetuating that but you know our bodies have full ability to heal, you know, despite what modern medicine will have us believe. And again, a lot of it is believing that you can heal, yeah. you know. And so, so instead of yeah, focusing on the disease, like I said, whatever we focus on, we perpetuate. We bring more of it. We attract that. Mm. So um, that was like the, the biggest thing for me is, is to have my health back because that's the most important thing in my life. If I don't have the energy, if I don't have vibrance, I'm not going to be able to do anything at 100%. No, that's yeah. right. So that so that was that's kind of my journey and what I did is I captured all this in the book as I wrote it. And uh, the book is um, it's called Magnetic Love Transform Your Reality Through Self-Discovery of the Infinite Mind. And it kind of just understands like, you know, how do we create our reality and, and even our self-image, you know, as it pertains to bodybuilding is, you know, a lot of people have this idea of what they want to be like and, you know, yes, you can get there, but um, you know, you if you really want to maintain, it, you have to understand like you know our our self image. It has to do with with the principles of physics, and it's almost like our our brain is like a heat seeking missile for whatever body image we have. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, if they're overweight and they lose weight, uh, they don't change the image you know, they have of that overweight person. People gain and lose weight all the time, and you know whatever the body loses, it finds. So uh, you know, weight loss is as much obviously a mental game as it is you know mm. physical, dependent on food quality and and exercise, but. I always tell people, I was like, well, how much calories does stress have, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's huge, you know, our yeah. hormones and everything. And it, it, it really just, you know, throughout this whole journey of being a bodybuilder, I, I think I learned more about myself than anything and, you know, really how the human body works and uh, just mm. to make peace with who you are and not yeah. be so hard on yourself and, and you know, so self-critical because it is difficult, you know, when you're up there on stage and everybody's judging you and, and everything but uh, well, yes I mean something you know. that Rod and I have discussed on the program before is particularly when an athlete is in that state the calories have come down very low the body fat levels are low there's a physiology that's going on there that essentially you're you're living off stress hormones yeah and yep. and that creates a an even deeper mindset where you're literally self-analyzing yourself yeah. every waking hour uh, becomes about your body and yep. um, and you and it, it can be a very selfish kind consuming. of headspace and you can get a bit lost in that and and which further perpetuates the physiology it can be hard to it can be hard to break i'm curious about the hashimoto's because i have i've learned a little bit about it but yeah. is that something that medicine says you can actually heal yourself from or is it uh, yeah and, and and i'll chime in there as yeah. well and was it something that was dormant there were no were you aware of that prior to doing the comp or was it the stress of that that first comp that that sort of uh, made the Hashimoto's uh, rear its ugly head, and, mm. and how is that controlled uh, these days? Is it when you prep, okay, have X amount of stress, the Hashimoto's is going to uh, kick in. I'm going to have, um, you know, metabolic uh, dysregulation, I guess, with the Hashimoto's. 
Um, yep. Yeah, talk to us about that. I'm just fascinated by that. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of different theories out there that you know, like like autoimmune conditions could be genetic, uh, could be environmental, mm. um, and I th I think that there is a huge component to autoimmune, which which means autoimmune like body starts to attack itself. Like, why yeah. is that? There's always an underlying reason when these pre disease presents itself, and and that's why if you don't address that reason, it will keep coming back like cancer. If you remove the tumor, you say, well, what caused that tumor to be there? Was it was it stress? Was it something like a carcinogen? Um, yeah. Was it inherited? But um, a lot of times it's the environment of a disease that allows it to perpetuate. The immune system is is compromised. Mm. So in my in my condition, I think you know, autoimmune or any thyroid disease does not run in my family. Um, and prior to this um, condition, you know, be coming to the surface, I didn't have any any symptoms of it. And I think, wow. again, it, it is like a metabolic stress, which I think that that competition plus, like I said, I had rapidly changed my diet, eating things that um, I didn't normally eat, um, you know, to in order to be able to like, you know, m manipulate the calories, you know, to yeah. really get the most bang for my, my buck. And I started eating things I hadn't normally eaten. Um, but I think it, it's, it's a lot of stress, you know, going through a prep, especially when you do it for the first time. Um, yeah. So I think for me, you know, when they were going through the diagnostics is they, they found that there was a ANA was positive, which is anti-nuclear antibody. And then they they'd start to say, OK, well, there's something autoimmune here. We have to find out which one it is. So they tested the thyroid antibodies and, and sure enough, they were positive. Now, what I had done through, I think, any autoimmune diseases is, is heavily related to diet. Uh, like I said, you can have okay. a lot of inflammatory food. Your body, you know, people say leaky gut, where where food particles are leaking through your colon and yeah. your intestines and getting into the bloodstream, and the body starts to attack it as foreign. Yeah. Um, mm. And and a lot of times, gluten is very common uh, because it's so close to our thyroid tissue that any time the body's exposed to gluten, which as most people know is in wheat products. Um, but thankfully for me, I went gluten three way back in high school because I started to try to like eat really healthy and get rid of all white foods, white bread, white rice you know, anything processed. And I went to whole wheat and my body was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is supposed to be healthy. What's going on? You know? And I just said, you know what? We're just going to, we're just going to get rid of wheat. And that was before the whole gluten craze, but yeah. that was probably one of the best things I could do. But I think maybe there was something there. And again, it, it just needed that one trigger, which was that competition and the meta and the mental stress. Mm -hmm. And I was going through like a transition in my life. You know, I, I, I went through a, a divorce. It wasn't a bad divorce, but just, it was, you know, it was a sad separation. Yeah. And you know, I had to sell my house and um, I got a new job, you know, I was going through nursing. So it was a lot of transition all at wow. once too, mm. um, in that period of time. So I think that my body just really felt the effects of the stress. My immune system was, was compromised and I was just, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. And that was that again, when the body is, is in that vulnerable moment, then an autoimmune attack can, can uh, take over and the body is defenseless. Um, yeah. so again, what I did is I started to find out you know, let's get to the root cause of this. And I didn't want to go the medication route. I was just so opposed to that. Um, I just said, you know, I, I want to, you know, do this the natural way. So I started to really study like, you know, the dietary principles related to it, what foods can trigger it. Um, and I was able to get to the point where I didn't need medication, but I pretty much put it in remission because my antibodies, you know, were, were um, clear, but I was still subclinically symptomatic, meaning that even though my thyroid results are quote unquote normal, I was still, you know, exhausted, you know, had issues with weight gain. And I know that my hormones had been messed up. Like, you know, a lot of women with their menstrual cycles, you know, they lose it when they get so lean. Um, and that's not good. You know, it's not a good thing to, to mess with Mother Nature and all that, all your hormones. 
Um, yeah. So I'd been dealing with that too on top of things. So again, I, I think you just throw your body so out of whack, so out of rhythm, and it's like it doesn't know, you know, A from B. And like, again, I, I, I spent another time after, you know, getting out of the competing to really just, just find balance. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, a lot of people, they say they, they shred down to, you know, men is, you know, single digits, women's usually around 10% body fat. And you think anything, you know, anything that's normal is fat. Anything above your stage yeah. weight is fat. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is you fall into that trap. As much as you say that ain't going to happen, it's so hard because you're mm. like, well, you're used to seeing veins everywhere and your abs mm. are popping mm. and you can see all your quad muscles. And then all of a sudden you start to put on a small layer of fat, which is yeah. normal and healthy. And you just, you're like, oh my God, you know? Yeah, especially and for so, uh, Yeah, and especially. so it's, it's hard to live a normal life and and not, you know, criticize yourself or look that way. And again, what I what I had done is, you know, really made a bad habit of every time I went in the mirror, it's like my eyes focus right to those flaws. Yeah. To yes. the point where, again, you start to overlook all of your beauty, all of your blessings and all the things that your body does that you just don't appreciate. And you know what? That's the thing that happens, though, is we have our health until we take it for granted. And we don't do that consciously. We're never like, oh, I'm just going to take my health for granted and not be not be appreciative but like we're so focused on what we want and and that we don't have it yet and again it's like a trap and that's what I look at it as you know it's it wasn't something that um, I wanted to keep putting my body through because my body was telling me stop 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 and it would give it had given me warning signals and I was not ignoring them but I was being headstrong and I was like I am doing this competing and then this is my passion and this is what I'm meant to do and I'm doing so well at it but at the end of the day, I had to say what's more important to me, and it, it was my health, mm, you know. And yeah. um, and I, you know, obviously learned a lot about you know that that journey. And and like I said, I think I loved competing though because it taught yeah. me so much about confidence and just not giving up, and you know, just finding balance and and uh, the glory of competing, but also being humble. Yeah. Um, but it definitely was a nice milestone in my life, and it just positioned me to be able to to use those skills and all the things I learned into other areas of my life. Yeah. I mean, uh, being humble in the industry is a is a skill in itself, and um, it's nice to hear, <laughs> refreshing to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just curious to um, obviously uh, autoimmune issue with the Hashimoto's and the stress and and, and everything else, um, and gluten. Obviously, that was removed. Just curious nutritionally, what else you for our listeners? Um, you, you would probably be pretty switched on with with what foods in, for you in particular, but in general, a more uh, inflammatory. Do you avoid dairy? Is there like vegetable choices you avoid do you, uh, yep. like the FODMAPs do you try and avoid like what yep. for you just general rules of thumb regards nutrition uh, would you be throwing out there if, it's, um, if you're in the business of reducing inflammation for any of our listeners yeah I would say I would say for anybody and like I said it's it's almost like Hashimoto's is, is you know obviously gluten I would say anybody should be getting rid of that it's so inflammatory yeah uh, um, soy is another one that's that's another one of those foods that's like oh it's a, it's a health food uh, or it's a superfood but no it's really not it actually is goitrogenic which means it's it's not healthy for your thyroid and yeah. um, it's it's very usually even organic or unprocessed soy is is not good but most of it is genetically modified um, which is a lot of controversy over that but um, it's just not it's not the health food it's it was thought to be you know right. it actually mm. has a lot of estrogenic properties yeah. it can actually you know ruin testosterone in males and it's just not a good food it's a very cheap form of protein you see in protein bars and protein yeah. mixes so i would say absolutely avoid all soy products sure. um soy milk in- included um and i would say dairy is is another one that's very um 
a lot of people, you know, we're really as humans not meant to be drinking cow milk because we don't have the enzymes for it. Yeah. You know, cows have four stomachs for a reason and it, it can be very clogging to our lymph system, yeah. um, which, you know, as anybody knows, it's, it's like the garbage disposal system. It doesn't have a pump, but it basically gets rid of all the dead, you know, cells and, and metabolic waste from our bodies. Mm. And when you add dairy to the mix, that's why so many people are lactose intolerant. It can cause acne in people. Yeah. Um, it actually can crystallize and cause gout in a lot of people because, like, you have those those particles, um, you know, th that our bodies just don't break down and they settle in the joints. The uric acid crystals mm. from the proteins and a lot of people, and they may not be lactose on top, but it's actually the casein. So I yeah. would say a lot of people should just not do dairy. It's like coconut milk is a much better uh, way to go. It's, it's it's almost the same texture. It's not, you know, it's it's almost tasteless, but. I love, you know, using coconut milk um, or almond milk, but I'd say coconut milk is better. Yeah. Um, so I would say, so I would say the big three is gluten, dairy, any wheat products, um, and soy. And corn is also another one um, that I found out that I was kind of somewhat allergic to um, in mass quantities. Yeah. Um, but but the other thing about corn is, and this is the other thing, is that going on a low mold diet is the best thing that you can do for yourself because mold. Is, is so toxic and some people react differently but yeah. um, I think that you know corn is very high in mold even organic like I said all these foods that you see that even if they were organic they still are not good because mold is and I know I don't know if you guys know Dave Asprey he's the, the yeah, bulletproof, yeah. bulletproof yeah. guy so yeah. he so he is he's done some research on like a lot of autoimmune conditions and a lot of times mold is so toxic to the body and you know we're exposed to that a lot of times through through coffee even coffee is very high in mold chocolates high in mold uh -oh. uh, corn is high in mold um, you know and mushrooms are high in mold and the other the other thing I do is um, even staying away from nightshade, nightshade foods which yeah. are potatoes um, tomatoes Capsicum. Egg, eggplant um, mushrooms anything in that in that uh, nightshade family uh, can have some type of lectins that actually cause an autoimmune response in sure. our intestines so um, I think that there's a lot of research out there for food allergies um, and the, the best, the best one I've heard so far of is um, Dr. Keith Scott Mumby, and he wrote a, a doc, uh, it's a book called Diet Wise, you know. And, and a lot of the um, research out there, those those food tests that tell us for food allergies are really just very inaccurate and inconclusive, you know. So you could be, you know, eating a food that you're reactive to and not know about it because there's like immediate related sensitivities, which yeah. are like if you eat strawberries and you have anaphylaxis, you know, or, or, or you break out in hives. But then there's other ones that they call delayed food yeah. sensitivities mm. you know like I, I tried to determine you know if, if eggs were good for me but one of the things about eggs is that if you shouldn't be eating gluten or corn um, those if whatever you're, the chickens are fed in the diet or even soy because they say oh it's a vegetarian diet but it could be fed a bunch of soy you know GMO soy yeah. and that gets into the eggs themselves and that's why people react to eggs you know and and it's it's again there's certain proteins again it's mm -hmm. albumin in eggs that people might be allergic to not so much you know certain things in the egg but it, the food in the allergy um, industry is so intricate and that's what I'm saying the human body is so yeah. much more complex than people ever can even imagine yeah. and it's like how far down the rabbit hole do you yeah. want to go yeah, no. uh, but, but at the end of the day though it's like I think if you just if like again I'm the mistake I made is I just really started to just literally like eat sleep and breathe like the disease and all the cures and what, what I really needed to fix was just my mind and just not focus on all that and just stop thinking about all of those things and like all the symptoms and all the gurus and like went because that's all I thought about. That's all I talked about. Um, and again, in my you know quest to cure this, I just kind of just sunk deeper into it. Perpetuated you know? it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I but I think as far as curing it, you know, like I said, I did I did 
uh, get it to the point where my ANA was actually negative. That that nuclear antibody was 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 negative, and awesome. my thyroid antibodies were negative. But I, it was more about how I felt. It didn't matter to me what the laborato- laboratory test said because even though my thyroid levels were normal, I was still symptomatic. Now, um, mm. you know, fast forward to February when I felt like I completely healed myself. Um, you know, I haven't. I've obviously gotten rid of the mental stress because removing that perfectionistic paradigm, I was just expending so much energy because all I was doing was like evaluating myself and, you know, going into the mirror and looking at my flaws. And like every time I ate food, it was almost like a stress because I'm like, is this going to make me fat or should I eat that? Or, you know, I'm hungry, but I can't, you know, and it's like all that stress just melted away when I started to, you know, clear my mind, raise my awareness and just get get in harmony with my body because again yeah. when you kind of have like you know your mind and your body out of sync it's like you're 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 not connecting you're so yeah. disconnected and, and like i said doing that like working against my body instead of with it that's why i find a lot of people you know because they're not aware they make a habit it happens habitually and then they find themselves you know in metabolic you know dysregulation that's, that's you know? fascinating jenny like um i love the point there where and, and you'll see this time and time again where uh, your point is, you know, you need to psychologically reduce stress as well as reducing stress from your nutritional intake, like mm. stress on the body through poor nutritional choices for your particular body. Um, I guess yep. identifying that there's issues uh, or pro-inflammatory foods, but then it's also the, you know, you, you'll see some people that, well, I don't need any any gluten or, or, or dairy or whatever, but I, I still don't feel well, you know, I still got this. Thought, well, maybe psychologically they're still holding on to all those uh, issues that they have. So it's a, like you said, your success uh, only came about when it was the uh, winning the battle nutritionally and also psychology it was almost uh, uh, if you kept obsessing about it and trying to uh, fix everything the magic didn't happen until you finally sort of let go and then and then the, the two synergistically worked together and then you you, you had your health back and you, and you felt amazing even um i just think that's a that's a, a really uh, interesting perspective that you know we talk about the power of the mind and and you've sort of uh, you know you reference that psychologically um coming to terms with things and and uh, that dysmorphia and all these types of, of scenarios that we face in the industry but uh you know if you truly want peace it has to be psychologically as well as um physiologically uh, with the nutritional mm. choices right and i think like i said what i what i had learned through studying the mind so deeply is again we know we have a conscious mind which is like our thinking mind with the ability to make decisions but then we have the subconscious mind which is really in control of like our emotions and it really yeah. drives our you know our thoughts and our behaviors and our actions and again that's kind of where habits form is is you know we almost become immune to them because we do we do them so much and uh you know when you start to really understand you know how we think and how we act and that we're really not in control like that subconscious mind is and that we're just basically you know creatures of habit we you know we perpetuate the same results unless you change something, unless you raise that level of awareness. Yeah. Um, and, and really then you can see kind of like objectively what's going on. Whereas, you know, a lot of times most people are just on autopilot. They're kind of very narrow-minded. Yeah. Um, you know, they have their routine. And like I said, the brain also, you know, has a, has a, a part in that too. Like obviously we have a hormonal, a hormonal brain, an enteric brain. And, you know, our brain is designed to make us survive, you know. And, and it's like exactly. you, you can't really outsmart your brain sometimes. <laughs> um, but obviously the mind and the brain are... are you know, mutually exclusive, but they do work synergistically together. Um, but when you are, again, when you start to understand, you know, why you feel certain things and like, you know, how your needs are met and how your body functions, um, like, again, you can work with it instead of against it. But like one of the other concepts I learned too is, you know, I was just kind of in the gym and I was having these mental breakthroughs is that a lot of people are, are trying to shame themselves thin. You know, they hate their bodies and they think that, okay, you know, like 
nobody ever really taught them, you know, how to love themselves and have this good self-image and this confidence. But, you know, and I said, you know, poor fat, it's always getting a bad rap, you know, and all that, all fat knows how to do is, you know, <laughs> regulate your body temperature, keep you, you know, safe in case of famine or cushion your organs. And everybody, like, we've just, this society has just bastardized it to the point where, like I said, women just, like, hate themselves because they're not this perfect skinny model. Um, and so I think that society is part to blame about that, that those standards that they put on these women, you know, that, that they, they don't really mm. love themselves the way they are and that, you know, if you're not like this, you're not perfect, you're not worthy. Um, but it, I, I was saying to people that if they understand, like, the law of attraction and that our mindset really, you know, attracts to us our circumstances is that if if women were able to you know appreciate their body that that weight would would be more apt to fall off and release like instead of saying i want to lose weight you should say i want to release the weight because then the body won't be thinking why well, i lost something i have to find it because again yeah. and our bodies are cybernetic mechanisms meaning that and this is like again it's a, it's a psych uh, it's a, a term used in physics but it's it's a term that's studying like the mind control but also calculations like mathematically that you know it's almost like I said, that heat-seeking missile, that's where that first uh, concept came about. Um, but our bodies literally, you know, when you have that self-image of who you are in your mind, your body doesn't deviate. You might lose lose 10 pounds with that body, will find that 10 pounds, and sometimes it'll find even a little more because yeah. now you've messed with the hormones. But um, if we don't change that self-image mentally to, you know, what we want to become, uh, which most people don't know how to do consciously, it's, it's something you have to do through study, then they're going to go right back to the self-image that they have, which is that overweight person. And that's yes. why, like you said, you see people gain and lose the same weight. And it's like, why do they, why do they keep, why does that keep happening? It's not lack of willpower. It's just the fact that that's what the body does. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost the, like, it's almost like a thermostat. If you think about it, it's like, you know, when you have it set at a certain point, if it starts to, you know, it starts to sense a dip, then it's going to throw the furnace on to get that heat back up to that set. 75 you know or if you know if it gets too hot it throws on the cooler so that's what our body's always doing it's always regulating back yeah. to you know homeostasis you know yeah and so um it's designed you know it's it's designed a certain way and it's like, like you start messing with it you know getting down into a single digits like like again that that uh you know they think it's famine and like you know it starts to mess exactly. you know starts to compensate certain ways so again it's like if somebody's going to do something it's like you got to you got to know what you're getting yourself into and and understand that most people going into bodybuilding and, and trying to lose weight with the wrong mindset, but also, you know, totally, you know, with the wrong, you don't have the right plan. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to cut calories, go do a ton of cardio. Yeah. Like that's a think, real good, good plan to burn out, you know? Yeah. I think that's a, that's an awesome point you made there with uh, the self image. But I mean, uh, Tom and I have spoken about this and we'll tackle it uh, from a, uh, uh, a physiological and a health perspective. But, but I also think that uh, there, there's a movement these days where, because I think you're referring to that healthy level of body fat and Tom and I are the first to tell you that we, we, we love, observing females with a with a decent amount of body fat on the through the hindquarter there you know <laughs> a decent set yep. of glutes yep. you know you can appreciate that some yeah. curves you know we're the first to acknowledge that yeah. but um but then there's there's this which which i don't get and, and it'd be interesting to get your perspective on it but this this movement where you know big is beautiful and and, and all these women are uh, sort of embracing this, the, these bigger physiques and and they're proud and they're confident and all this sort of stuff and it's fantastic they feel like that but there you're not healthy body fat you're overweight and you're actually mm -hmm. yep. have issues with blood pressure and insulin sensitivity and everything else uh, metabolic disease is coming your way soon uh you know what i mean it's it sort of they go 
and, and I'm just generalizing and it's just a point I want to cover and I know it's a, a sensitive sort of uh, uh, concept that I'm talking about but healthy yes and that and, and that with that realm of healthy there's a varying degree of body fat but then beyond that you know come on girls it's like you're overweight it's it's a stress on your body and you're fundamentally shorting your lifespan by you know this big is beautiful type uh, mentality and approach it's um you know i'm all for a healthy body fat percentage and i and i do agree with you that uh you know it's a far cry from especially for females it does seem to knock i mean men and females like i and you probably have a lot of experience with this as well but you know my guys that compete seem to bounce a little back a little better but the women it really does when they keep that low body fat percentage for an extended period it does seem you know the menstrual cycle gets out of whack and and that's a telltale sign that that things aren't right uh from within but um going that extreme other way i would argue is just as unhealthy and 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 that's not a healthy image to portray or or embrace in any way shape or form no i agree with you and and i think that although these women are portraying that you know they you know they appreciate their bodies i think deep down they don't you know and Mm. um for sure i I think yeah I, i think that you know again whatever whatever is influencing them to feel that way it's it really you know you can only fool yourself for so long before yeah. your you know your deep inner you know what what wants to come to the surface is going to win over um and i th- i think i agree with you that there's kind of a happy a happy medium between you know having that healthy bit of body fat that's kind of proportionate and all over yeah. um because you want your hormones to be functioning and you want your curves in the right areas yeah and uh and so but i think that anything beyond you know what's reasonably healthy is is you start to get into health issues and for sure um you know and Mm. and obviously like i think like i said it's it's not skinny is you know it's it's healthy is the new fit like like a strong sculpted shapely body you know same thing with men is like you don't have to be walking around ripped and shredded all the time but just having that that healthy happy balance you know to the point where you know i like uh, my friend jade tata um, he always says, you know, what's your heck score? What's your hunger, energy, and cravings? And it's like, if you if you feel like your your appetite's balanced, your energy's good, you're not craving things, like that yeah. means your hormones are pretty well balanced. Yeah, I like and that. It, yeah, you know, that's good. And and that's the thing is is it's everybody's body is different. You know, we're all you know we got ectomorphs, endomorphs, mesomorphs. Um, there's tons of diets out there, but it's it's all about you know what what types of foods satiate you, regulate your appetite, give you good yeah. energy. That's what it boils down mm. to. And, uh, you know, it's, I think that it's food quality over quantity, you know, eating or like, I'm a fan of eating, you know, organic foods and, you know, as much as, you know, least processed as possible, like vegetables, fruits, um, some grains, um, but just sticking to the way nature intended and lean meats, you know, oils and and healthy fats, like plant-based stuff. Like it's, that's the way nature, you know, if you think of the the cave-in, like I like the paleo diet to to a degree. Um, but again, there's a lot of theories out there, um, but again, finding what works for you, just because it's a theory doesn't always mean it's true for your body chemistry. Yeah. You know, we all have we all have different gut bacteria. We all have um, different metabolisms, different genetics. Yeah. Um, you know, and so again, it's it's really just finding your own unique balance and not necessarily falling into the parameters and that those mental constraints of this diet, that diet. Oh, can't have that. This is a bad food. That's a good food. Like, again, you really just have to say, you know, it's all about balance when it boils down to it. But getting back to your point, yes. I do feel that, you know, these women should not be told, you know, because again, now it's like, okay, we have to be the skinny model. It's like they just, again, blew it way to the other end of the yeah. spectrum. It's like, okay, we want something right nice in the middle, you exactly. know? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I certainly think that little uh, perspective on body fat 
you know, this is um, yes. I appreciate my body fat because it yeah. secretes all these hormones and it uh-huh. keeps me alive. And it's uh-huh. a that's a bit of a, a paradigm shift of, of thinking about body fat. And you've mentioned that term you, when you actually shifted your perfectionist paradigm, and you've alluded to this changing in, in mentality. And I gather, Jenny, that with the work that you've done with Bob Proctor and what your development, uh, personal and business development um, company is about, is essentially addressing those issues, those mental or psychological or emotional issues and helping people change uh, the way they think about things and then obviously change the way they behave and the way they act. So how do you, when someone comes on board, say there's someone out there listening to the podcast, they're running a PT business, they want to take things to the next level, they need to change a bit about their mindset and and what they're doing, where where do you start with someone on a professional level? Yeah, so I mean, we work with um, individuals and businesses and and what we do is we we teach people what's the common denominator of of all the problems that you're having. You got to start with your, your inner thinking. And like I said, we, we basically, you know, we're living life one decision to the next. And it's like, well, what, what drives our thoughts and our emotions and our actions and our decisions? It's these paradigms that we have. And it's basically a belief system, you know, based up of, you know, thoughts and, um, you know, again, a paradigm is basically a habit. So, you know, if you want to change those paradigms, because again, those, those paradigms control our logic. And again, this is based from the subconscious mind, which, like I said, that's our emotional mind. And it, it really doesn't have the ability to reject anything because our conscious mind does the accepting and rejecting. It's our, our educated mind. You know, we think with that. But um, the subconscious mind is where you really need to understand that that's what drives, you know, all of those things that, you know, you think you're consciously aware of. Everything comes from there. Like if you start to wonder, OK, where are those fears coming from? Where is the, where is that thought coming from? And uh, a lot of times we don't understand that that's kind of controlling our energy, which, you know, as electromagnetic beings, electric meaning thoughts, magnetic meaning feelings, that's our communication system with the world. We all connect to different frequencies. Mm. And that's basically, you know, everybody's heard of the law of attraction. Some believe in it, some don't, but it's as real as gravity. You can't see it, but if you jump off a building, you're going to fall. But the law of attraction is nothing more than a secondary law that is responding to our vibration. Now, when we say vibration, you know, if you looked at our bodies under a microscope, you would see that we're just basically, you know, a ball of a mass of atoms vibrating at a high frequency because everything moves, nothing rests. You know, we're, we're mm. you know, in what Bob Proctor calls a constant state of emotion or, or an ocean of motion. So at any given time, our emotions are basically our conscious awareness of a vibration that we're in. And people who aren't at a level of awareness to be able to consciously shift that they can attract, you know, the law of attraction basically responds to your energy, whether it's good or bad. So if somebody really wants to elevate their life, you have to raise your level of awareness through this study and change those paradigms because your paradigms control what you connect to. You can't control, you know, you can't connect to something you want, but that you're not in harmony with on a frequency level. It's just, it's, it's physics. It's not possible. So, and, or you might have it, you know, transiently, or temporarily, but then you'll you'll go right back again, like that cybernetic mechanism, right back to where your paradigm is baseline. Um, and so again, to change paradigms, there's no quick fix. It's it's something that you have to study and something you have to like in, you know do a lot of introspection to figure out well what paradigms do you have and like it really just helps reveal to you like what disempowering thoughts you might have. Like you know a lot of people, you know you have this this quiet voice that kind of whispers to you, oh you know if you want to go do something big and grand. You have this voice that says, oh, who do you think you are to do that? Or you can't do that. Or, oh, this is too hard or it's too much money. Yeah. You know, so you try to stay stuck. And like I said, those paradigms, if you think of them, are like an invisible cage. And like we can't see it, but it's, it's kind of there. And, you know, um, a lot of times, too, is 
you know, again, when we try to break out of our comfort zone, it's obviously a, a very scary thing. It's, it's very foreign to our body and our brain likes comfort. It likes routine. Mm. Um, and, and so it'll tell you, you know, like if it's uncomfortable, it'll start to signal that that's a signal of stress. Even though we think it's, a, we know it's a good thing because it's, you know, building a business, or that's a little stressful, but that's a good kind of stress, you know, yeah. as long as you're doing it the right way. But Acute a, lot, stress. a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times, again, you're working against your own brain. So if you don't understand your mind, if nobody's ever, you know, that's not stuff they've taught us in school. And that's why, you know, going through a, a program like with Bob Proctor is like, you know, 85% of our success, according to Harvard study, is based on self-image, confidence, and decision-making. You know, the other 15% is knowledge, you know, obviously reading, writing, math, you know, science, all those things that we learn, that's information. But again, that, that really goes into the conscious mind. But in order to influence our subconscious mind would change those paradigms, you have to get emotionally involved in it. And so a lot of times, you know, people, like you said, if, if somebody's like a physical, um, like a, if they're a personal trainer in business, yeah. you know, they obviously need to have clearly defined goals for where they want to be. They have to know where they are, where they're going. And a lot of times, you know, people can get there. They know how to get there, but that's the purpose of a goal is to do something you don't know how to do to learn and grow and stretch along the way, you know, and getting the goal is just a result of, of, you know, the pursuit of it. Um, but again, you know, what we teach people through the, through Bob Proctor's content is how to make a quantum leap into your goals. Meaning like you could do this incremental progress and what's predictable or what logic will allow you to control. But when you start to understand the power of the mind, you can do rapid acceleration, meaning a quantum leap is like leaps and bounds and like way beyond what logic will allow you to fathom as possible. Because again, as humans, we're driven by logic, but our logic can change when we expand our mind. You know, what you think is logical now, when you expand your mind, you, you're going to think a, a lot differently. You're, you're going to think more limitlessness. You know, like at one point they thought yeah. the earth was flat because that was our logic. Mm. Now we know it's round. And then at one point we said we're going to go to the moon. And everybody thought, no, you, no way in hell we're doing that. That's crazy. But guess what? All it started with a thought and it was, you know, fueled by willpower and it was brought to consciousness. Yeah. You know, and, and again, anything we do, you know, we're capable of so many things. We all have this untapped potential within us you know an infinite supply of it and a lot of people just waste that potential because they never study yeah. themselves they never know who they really are what they really want they don't even fathom that it's possible they don't believe you know so when you understand you know the six mental faculties we all have we have the perception the will the imagination intuition memory and reason and those are like our six mental muscles and just like muscles if you don't use them you lose them they atrophy and they go away and you just you don't you don't ever strengthen them but yeah. It, just like any skill, the more you study the stuff, the more you learn it, the more you use it, you start to really get in touch with who you are. And like I said, everybody's heard of those six things, but they don't really understand the power of them until they start understanding them in a way that they've never been explained to. And like I said, that's what Bob Proctor has done is for the past you know, 56 years since he started to get into this, you know, he's studied this, the most successful people in history, you know, the Andrew Carnegie, the Henry Fords, Einsteins, um, even Benjamin Franklin, you know, failed 10,000 times trying to build incandescent light. Everybody thought the guy was crazy, but he just had this unwavering belief that he is going to find how to build light. And he did. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have he could have quit after 10 tries. I mean, most people would. But, you know, something made him keep going and, yeah. you know, until he found it. And, that's um, awesome. you know, that's that's what separates the, you know, the haves and the have nots. It's not that they're any any more, you know, blessed or have any or they're just, you know, lucky. It's just that they may even be you know, unconsciously competent in the pursuit of what they're doing. But, you know, what Bob did is he was, you know, he did it for himself and then he actually studied what he did so that he could then teach and train it to other people. 
And so I would say that, you know, find out, you know, if you want to go somewhere in life, you need the instruction manual. Don't leave it to chance. Don't hit or miss it. But study yourself, study the mind, understand these natural laws and these universal laws that govern our environment. And if you don't believe in them, you don't have to. But it's it's probably because you don't understand them enough. You don't understand them in a way that you can comprehend because they say that I can't see what the mind isn't ready to comprehend. So that's why most people kind of just push it away as hogwash or, or a bunch of, you know, folly. But it, it's, it's real. You know, it's mm. like I said, Einstein studied this and. You know, everybody knows we're the most complex electromagnetic being on this planet. We have the ability to have an imagination, which, you know, other humans, I mean, I'm sorry, other uh, species don't. You know, we have the ability to, to imagine and to create. And uh, a, a lot of times people, you know, as kids, they have these imaginations. But as they get into adulthood, they're, they're told, you know, that you got ADHD or, you know, don't have an yeah. imagination. Pay attention, get a job, make money and just become a slave to the system. And 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 most people again they just again make a habit of that and then they just forget what it was like to to have you know fantasies and goals and dreams mm. and they just get stuck in this cycle of life you know yes. where they don't actually really pursue what they want they don't even know what that is um, and they also don't know that you know we do know we're supposed to do certain things why don't we do them it's called the knowing doing gap you know and um, a lot of times you know people hit you know the uh, the internal snooze button on their life and they make a habit of procrastination. Because they don't act on something when they know they should, and they basically just disobeyed themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that becomes habitual. And then, like I said, you're, you know, it starts. You know, thoughts create actions, actions create habits, habits create your destiny. Yeah. And you have to back it up way back to the paradigm. You know, to even when you were a child, you know, when you didn't have that conscious awareness up until the age of seven, we're just like a sponge. You know, so a lot of times, you know, if people weren't brought up in a loving environment. They can have confidence issues because of you know what stemmed in the child. It's not to say it's an excuse. They can change it, especially when they become an adult. It's their responsibility to change it. But a lot of people, you know, they aren't willing to invest in themselves because they just, you know, they don't they don't want it bad enough. You know, yeah. but again, it's those people that really want to to make a better life. I, I would just tell them, you know, the common denominator of success is making a habit out of things failures don't like to do. And a lot, because again, why do why do people not want to do them? It's because they're hard. Yeah. yeah but it's I'll, like, it, but but as humans, you know, we're driven by reward. You yeah. know, so if you want something bad enough, you're going to have that desire, and you're going to persist. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll chime in there and and um, talk about that on a personal level. And and, and Tom, Tom will uh, similar journey for him. But but yeah, for me, it was and you, and you, and you talk about um, getting out of your comfort zone, and and you know, it's a bit scary, but. Long story short, in a relationship I wasn't happy in, both at work and also uh, personally, but you know, it took a big, big step to to move uh, forward from both those things. But the, and it was me turning a certain age, <coughs> forty. Uh, you know, not that I'm forty; I'm only mid thirties, of course. But <laughs> if I was forty, you know, maybe it was turning that age. But it was, but that was the trigger for me. That I just sort of ha- had a thought about what I was doing and. And, and then put the wheels in motion and, and got out of my comfort zone and, and I went, it's not relevant, all the, the details of what actually happened and grateful for the relationship I had and the both in work and personal life and all that type of stuff. But it wasn't where I wanted to be at that point in time. And the, the period that prior to me moving on was associated with a lot of uh, stress, like you mentioned, you, you brought on your Hashimoto's of, uh, with the prep and all that type of stuff. But a lot of ill health and, and, and forever chasing solution for the in-health naturopaths and, and various specialists. And, you know, I did everything under the sun and, and, and so many tests and all this type of stuff. But it was almost, 
putting that to one side, uh, taking a step back, having a look at where I was and where I wanted to be and, and then concluding that I wasn't happy with where I was at that point in time and then choosing to make those changes which were challenging and you know pretty scary at the age of, of, of 40 starting a, a new business and whatever but but did it all and now you know my life is all roses and love hearts and I sit around drinking coffees and working on my <laughs> laptop preparing you know athletes for the stage doing something that I that I love um, and you know forever grateful but in the same breath I'll say yeah I'm grateful and happy that I can do every what I do every day but in the same breath I'll also say yeah but it took a lot of it took a moment of clarity for me taking a step back realizing what I wanted changing my life dramatically mm. ending a, a personal relationship and a business relationship and, and and moving forward and starting a new essentially a new life for myself um, and you know a lot of people won't go to those lengths but that's the the out of the comfort zone type of stuff that that's needed uh, sometimes and yes. and Tom I mean you probably agree and and uh, not exactly the same scenario but it but it was you moving on from uh, your work life and and starting a new and well it was stepping know. it was stepping back it was spending that period of time in a yeah. third world country and Tommy and went overseas on on holiday and yeah new came back and realized that that uh, yeah spent time in a village with very poor people who were happy and grateful <laughs> for the food that they for the chickens they killed and cooked yeah. up and and, uh, and I realized that there was you know one primary source of of stress in my life and there was no it just made no sense for me to physically go back to there and, and I had to make a change yeah as much as you and I'll both acknowledge that we wouldn't be where we are today without that experience that we had there. exactly but, yeah but um and and people will often say to both of us Jenny that you know completely different people like it's wow you know like yeah. uh, apples and oranges like it's um and for those that, that that are listening that are perhaps not happy with things then you know, maybe it is time to sort of think about things mm. and, and, and take that step back, get out of the comfort zone and whatever needs to be done. And what I would also say is now that, Rawdon, we, we are on that trajectory. Yeah, how vibrating much, as we go. Yes, how much easier does life flow and how many yeah. strange synchronicities, if we were to look back at, you know, this podcast and yeah. various other things that have happened yeah. in our life. I mean, the way Jenny appeared on this program, you got, yeah. a, you got an email. Organic. From, it was, everything happens so much more organically, yeah. I think, yeah. when you are just yep. naturally vibrating on, on a higher level. Yeah, like normally I wouldn't wouldn't go down <laughs> normally I wouldn't go down that route and Tom I will say Jenny that, that Tom loves that side of things and the personal development and, and the I guess the mindset and uh, the psychology behind things and the power of the mind Tommy really really uh, goes balls deep into that side of things but but I um, you know I think I do and I try to resist not acknowledging that that does have a big place as much as I will tell my athletes oh you know you need the right headspace you know yeah. positive mind rah 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 yeah and I probably do preach it uh, pretty much myself every day, but um, but yeah, absolutely fascinating. I love that yeah, sending out the vibrations and positive, and it seems to attract positivity, Jenny. Yes. Like it, I, I legitimately don't associate with anyone negative. I don't think there's not a single negative person in my life. Mm. You know, you tend yeah, to attract, good. you know, attract the what you project, I guess. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is, is like I said, you know, the law of attraction is just basically a secondary law. It responds to it and, and most people you know you know even after watching the secret they think that you know if you just wish it or hope for it that or think about it that it will come about but again you know what what really connects you to those desires like i said like my book is is magnetic love and it's it's talking about creating yourself as a magnet for what you want and understanding that you are the source and like a gravitational pull you have to then understand how your paradigms are basically abundance blocks 
you know, keeping you or, or like I said, a lot of people have money paradigms. You know, they're obviously trying to create financial freedom, build more wealth. But what they're really doing is reinforcing a poverty mindset by saying, you know, that's so expensive or I can't afford that or I don't have the money or I'm in so much debt. They're only they're focusing on a lack of something. And a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we're in pursuit of what we want and we don't have it. We're focusing more on its absence than of its presence. Yeah. And we're wondering why it doesn't show up or if we're always focusing on what we don't want to have happen or what we're worried about or what we fear, you, yeah. you actually make that happen. They say fear is actually praying for what you don't want. And again, those are habits that we've, we've just deeply ingrained in ourselves. And it's like, again, most people, they either look for the quick fix to get out of that or you know they 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 go to like a, a one day seminar or they read a book and they think they're enlightened but really the only way to change your reality is to change the habits and yeah. obviously we know how hard it is to change a habit but yeah. it's through awareness increasing that awareness and like i said bob's created a proven system to allow people to be able to be to do that you know he's been studying this for 56 years he's read thousands of books and he just kind of condensed it down into this, you know, bod, you know, modules of, of videos, and then you have a coaching element because, you know, any great athlete has a coach for a reason. It's yeah. because they're able to elicit the greatness within that person that they can't see for themselves, and they keep them accountable because a lot of times people can't rely on themselves to hold themselves accountable. They have human frailty. We're all, we're all, you know, we give in to certain things, or we might, you know, be tempted to quit um, at times. We need that person that, you know, kind of just supercharges us like when you're working with a gym partner and they're like okay come on one more one more yeah. you know it's like if we didn't have that person kind of pushing you you wouldn't necessarily push yourself and it's funny because i was listening to something the other day and it was saying that you know when we're kids our parents are there to basically force us to do all the things we don't like to do that we wouldn't do so like you know do your homework clean your clean your yeah. room mm. take the trash out because otherwise those kids would not do those things you know but their parents are there but when you become an adult you no longer have a parent, or at least the people don't want their parents parenting yeah. them, and you start making a habit of not doing what you want to do or should do, and you just kind of get complacent and not yeah. lazy, but you just say, oh, I'll do that when I feel like it, and the truth is, you're never going to feel like it, because again, your brain likes comfort, it likes routine, and it yeah. doesn't want you to be uncomfortable, and it just keeps you saying, okay, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it's, you don't have to go to the gym, it's, it can go tomorrow, hits news you know and then you create a habit of doing it and it's like all it takes is the first time that you break you know making that decision and doing it that it becomes easier and easier like when you quit the first time is a lot hard the, the more you but you make a habit of quitting it gets easier and easier and easier and that's not a good thing no. but that's again that's the trap that people fall into is is not understanding that that trap of the mind mm, and how it all starts right. that cascade of events that becomes a habit and it's like that habit just literally just kind of settles itself into your subconscious mind and it's like you you're almost powerless against it if you have no idea how to how to fix it it's like everything you try and then you're like oh nothing's working you know and it's like no it's because you're not working because no matter what you do you're 100 percent responsible for your results but most yeah. people don't want to take responsibility because they have an ego issue mm -hmm. the ego is like oh it's not your fault it's it's the it's the world's fault or it's that person's fault or it's your boss's fault don't worry you're fine but that's the thing is like People, when they don't understand the mind, again, we're not taught this in school. We might be taught a little bit about psychology, but most psychologists and psychiatrists don't even understand the mind. They understand neurotransmitters yeah. and they know how to manipulate medication, but even that, again, does not get to the root of the problem. And so, again, the root of the problem is the paradigm. You, if you fix the paradigm, you remove the problem, you get to the, the bottom of it, you know, why it was there to begin with. 
A lot of times, again, when you shift your perception about something, again, that's one of those six mental faculties, totally changes the way you look at life, the lens that you're seeing things through. You know, again, it has a lot to do with positivity, but most people are like, okay, yeah, think positive, think positive. But again, if you read a book, um, there's a really powerful book called Psycho-Cybernetics, um, Maxwell Maltz, and he, he, under- he helps you understand that, like, when you just tell somebody think positive, it's, it's sometimes not, not possible based on their brain chemistry, because what we really should be doing is understanding positive action because knowledge without action is useless you understand mm. yeah and, and uh i gather that with the work that you do um yep. the uh matrix success network uh, com, people can go there and check it out that yep. for either individuals or for corporates business. or business you can yep. help people with that process you're, you're you're the coach who helps them break paradigms and break habits and put things into into play yeah, uh, me and my fiance, we, we both do that. And like I said, we both bring together, like, you know, we, we run 12 businesses and, you know, we, we can help a lot of people, especially knowing, you know, that, you know, I can relate to females, he can relate to males and vice versa. Yeah. And, you know, we basically, you know, what we do is people tell us what they want because they obviously haven't been able to get it and we show them how to do it. We empower them to understand what they already have within them to be able to attract what they right. want, how, to, how these universal laws work. Um, because again, you know, if people knew how to do, you know, how to get what they want, they would be doing it. Exactly. But they, they don't. They mm. struggle and they don't know why. And it's because, again, it's that level of awareness. So, again, this this system that we teach, again, I like to call it a system because it's it's something that just creates that foundation for them to succeed. It gives them that instruction manual that they've been missing their whole life to create those habits. And that, that accountability factor with the coaches is so that they don't, you know, uh, give in to temptations to quit or just you know say oh tomorrow you know like yeah. we really yeah. we really do you know take pride in, in helping people create that you know that financial freedom or whatever it is that they want you know it's all the same principle but it's, it really starts with understanding that mind but yeah they you know we work with we work with everybody all over the globe that's the beauty of technology is that we're able to keep in touch with people and 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 work with anybody um, so that's definitely, it's definitely something that's a, a very rewarding business that we do. And how do people get in contact with you, Jenny? Yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'd be happy to share. You guys can feel free to share my contact info when you post this, but uh, my email is, uh, it's Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E, Lynn, L-Y-N-N, at JennyLynn.com. And then uh, our website, again, was www.matrixsuccessnetwork.com. Um, I would say the best way is is to contact me via email. I'm I'm very responsive on that, and I also have um, the website on my book uh, to share. Because again, if people want to just start, you know, with a book, I I pretty much wrote a lot about my transformation and a lot of the things about love and self love and understanding like you know the universal laws and paradigms and and about you know goals and vision boarding because as humans we think yeah. in pictures, um, and obviously you know there's a cycle of results: writing, thinking, pictures, actions, results. That's what we build. Um, and how to how to change those paradigms through constant space repetition, but I wrote a book, um, and like it's it's definitely something people can use, you know, because uh, reading is the only way that we can kind of install new software into that brain of ours. And a mm. lot of people, it's such an underappreciated form of of education. But again, it no amount of reading books is going to make you change something if you don't take any action and don't you know study it. And because again, you read a book once, it's like you you, you forget that a week later. You kind yeah. of take a few things with it, but. Um, but that book is right now, I'm actually giving it away for free. So if anybody wants to get their hands on it, you just have to cover shipping. It's a little bit more to awesome. obviously ship internationally, but, um, the website URL for that, it's www.jennylin.com backslash magnetic love book. So, um, my name again is www.jennielynn forward slash magnetic love book. 
So I would I would encourage anybody, you know, go grab go grab the copy. Like I said, I'm I'm Very doing cool. a pre-launch special, so it's free, okay, and well, I I love to get it out well, to as many people as possible. Well, no, it's 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 ninety nine ninety five, but for our listeners, it's free. So <laughs> yeah. you can just send a, send a request, and it'll be free. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, Jenny, before we wrap things up, uh, still obviously uh, training a big part of your life. You're still training hard in the trenches uh, every week. You're still putting the hard yards in the gym. Yeah, I you know, like I said, I I always wanted to maintain that that healthy fit look, especially now that I'm you know pursuing more like media um, coverage and everything. I still want to be in top shape and and like I said, you know, a healthy a healthy happy body where I'm seeing you know my my muscles are full and, and curvy and mm. you know toned and and but not necessarily ripped and striated and and vascular. Sounds but, delightful. Um, Yep, but uh, yeah, I think that that's that's just kind of inherited in me that I, I'm very accountable to the point where like you know I, I eat healthy and yeah. um, I have balance you know with myself and with my body, um, and even though I'm not anywhere near competition shape, I, I I'm still happy because that's a, a look I can maintain, a look that it keeps my appetite regulated and I feel healthy and my you know my hormones yeah. are balanced. So again, it's it's overall peace of mind and balance. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, did you say done competing, or you're back up on stage at any, any time in the future? You still got unfinished business as a yeah, as a pro athlete. I mean, when are you? Uh, when do you think you might uh, venture back up onto the competition stage? It, I think that when I when I feel the time is right, because um, right now it's like you only have so much energy in yeah. your bank account to dedicate to certain things. And like again, knowing that that is such a lifestyle, it's all or nothing. Yeah. yeah and again, yeah. it is it is in a way I hate to word use the word selfish, but it is a very very selfish sport because it's just you sure. you have to be so consumed by it and you know everything you do every minute of the day. Um, and, and and I almost didn't like that because like I felt like I just obsessed about food when my next meal was it just kind of took away my quality of life but yeah. with all that I have going on right now I definitely need my mental energy to focus on my goals and my passions and I feel like this year has been so transformational and I need that momentum so again I'm I'm yeah. I definitely also don't want to put my my health and my fitness aside because again it, it, that is you know I do dedicate like an hour a day towards my body but that's like you know, you need, I need that, you know, yeah, and I, and I won't yeah, ever balance. let that go just because again, I've created that good habit of, um, having that because it's good for my body and, um, you just feel good when you work out and it creates those endorphins and, uh, just knowing that I'm, I'm taking care of my body because like I said, my body is a vehicle for my soul, you know, and it's just an outward expression of, of everything I want to manifest on the outside. So, um, but yeah, so, um, I definitely don't know exactly when that would be, but like I said, when it, when the when the opportunity presents itself, uh, I definitely will entertain that, and uh, I'm sure people will know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool, very cool, awesome. Uh, yeah, absolute pleasure talking to you today. And um, uh, before we went to air, we you know we sort of both said to each other, any uh, any colleague of uh, that comes recommended by uh, the big dog Charles Poliquin, it's uh, be a pleasure to have on the podcast, and it certainly was. He was uh, right on the money with that one. So hopefully you uh, enjoyed Excellent. the experience, and um, you know we'll, we'll uh, look forward to when you come down under, and yes. uh, we might be able to put a seminar or something together. Who knows? Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. I'd love to. And like I said, I really appreciate you guys uh, giving me the, the pleasure and the privilege to come on and collaborate with you. And I and I hope your listeners really enjoyed it. And like I said, they feel free to reach out to me and, and yeah. connect on social media, and um, you know just just keep the momentum going. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Rod. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.
Well, there she was. What a fascinating... Uh, yeah, what, a, what, what a story, Rodden, hey? Amazing. What a story. She's a bit of a hottie, too. I'll just throw <laughs> that out there. I stalked no, her, mate. Yeah, there's no wonder uh, Charles Pollock can send her through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tick that box. Thanks, CP. Just always looking after us. Mm-hmm. The story aside, Rodden, I mean, the usual suspects, the soy, yep. the gluten, the dairy. Mm, the pesky. You know, along her journey, she's obviously researched and done a lot of work yeah. uh, nutritionally. Obviously, on the training side of things, and yeah. she's been able to now integrate her experience into uh, into another business. And, and another thing that I that I love, and and you know, it's safe to say that that all the guests that we have on here are extremely passionate. You know, you can just yeah. it was just oozing through the Skype uh, call during that that interview. She's just, uh, and she's actually messaged me uh, a couple of a couple of times uh, since since yeah. And uh, that doesn't make sense because it's going to air. But anyway, <laughs> let's just say she's messaged me a couple of times, but and, and always. Uh, you know, such a positivity is, and she's so excited about this episode going up. So yeah. she'll be thrilled to be out there in, in UTB land. Yes, and um, highly suggest uh, hitting her up if uh, yeah, some of the coaching and uh, positive energy. If that's what you're after, you can. Act, if yeah, you how or, can they get it? If you order her book, Magnetic Love, if you go to JennyLynn.com order a book I actually ordered myself a signed autographed copy yesterday very good but you get a free strategy session comes along with that so um, wow. if you want to pick your brains and have a chat with her then she's available to do that So and, and really 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 easy to talk to yeah yeah, an absolute delight that's been another episode of the Under the Bar podcast yes uh, remember yeah. lots of positive thoughts out there oh, people yeah. no how, negativity how positive is it the, mm. when you've got your toes wriggling through the shag pile yeah, you yeah. can't help but feel good okay, we've decked it out pretty nicely yeah. Uh, yeah UTB land here we come See you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.